are joined by my alderman, Ward 5 Alderman Andrew Proctor. Uh, alderman, good morning to you, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Okay, great. I've got a list of important questions. Number one, when do the train whistles stop on the north end? No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Because, <laughs> <laughs> come on, I got my alderman on the phone right now. I might as well get this taken care of here first. Uh, no, but uh, I think we were talking about this earlier, Andrew, the fact that uh, every once in a while when you're on the council, you find yourself in the eye of the storm. And, and, and the big the, the big topics tonight, and you're going to be right in the middle of all of them. And uh, let's get started first with the status of that TIF involving the new developers and, of course, the Ferguson Booth buildings and the, uh, the buildings downtown. Um, you were you were last uh, we checked rounding up the votes to try and get that to pull off the table and pass it. Uh, what's the latest status on that? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure we're going to have the, the votes tonight because uh, we need eight votes to untable it, and I'm pretty sure we, we've secured that and they have got enough votes to pass it. Uh, we just need more time to uh, digest the information and make sure all the T's are crossed and you know, the eyes are dotted and everything. Make sure this is done properly because, you know, unfortunately we didn't get a, a, a lot of uh, information proactively out of the mayor's office that we were asking for, you know, that uh, they feel comfortable voting on this thing. It's a big request. You know, it's over $3 million. And this project has had, you know, some problems in the past. And we just wanted to make sure that, you know, the right people were taking this on and getting it done and doing it right. How much? And I think we've, uh, we feel comfortable now with it. How much of a comfort level is it that you got that affidavit from Rick Lawrence signing basically off of the project? Because there were rumors that his construction company might have been helping out, or you know, we knew that he really wasn't invested in it. But uh, he signed that affidavit that, uh, that we got from the mayor's office last week. Uh, is that kind of catapulted this a little bit? Well, it, it def- I, that was one of the things that I asked the developer. Uh, the new developer to present to us before this thing moved forward, because that was the number one, one of the biggest questions, you know, was Rick Lawrence and Siciliano Construction anyway going to be involved in this? Uh, Fortunately, he was, you know, that, that, you know, he ran into issues, you know, before and, and caused the issues that we're, we're facing and the hesitation with this project. And so we just want to make sure that, you know, we weren't going to repeat those, those mistakes. And so once we got that, once uh, the developer gave me that affirmation and he gets the mayor's office, you know, we were comfortable, more comfortable with it. And then we just want to make sure that, you know, the, the, the bills get paid, that, uh, that the previous contractor, you know, didn't basically pay his workers, you know, and we just want to make sure that those, those get paid before any more public dollars touch this project. And uh, we are comfortable with the arrangements that are going to be set forth. And I'm pretty sure we're going to have a successful, uh, you know, vote, tonight, and then uh, we'll be able to pass it next Tuesday. Yeah, if I'm understanding this right, none of the money gets released until completion of the project. Is that correct? Well, yes. That, yeah, it's correct. It's, it's going to be, you know, I think it's about $350,000 over eight years, I think, is the, is the grand total. But yeah, we, we want to make sure that this project gets 100% completed, done, before any more public dollars go into this project. And then TIP is all reimbursable, so he's going to, whoever the contractor is going to be, they're going to have to submit receipts. We're going to verify it, and you know we're going to make sure that the public money, that you know, because we got to trust with the public money, make sure that that it is spent appropriately and right. Ward Five Alderman Andrew Proctor is with us on WMAY ninety two seven ninety four seven and nine seventy AM. Uh, Andrew, what timelines have the developers given you for completion of the project? I believe it's going to be with about eighteen months, but you know, with the you know COVID, the the, the market conditions for getting the the rest of the private financing, uh, there's probably be some flexibility in there, but I think within two years, this thing's going to be done.
Yeah, no. Now, getting back to, you know, you mentioned at the top of this, too, you know, communication with the mayor's office, and it's been a a little bit tough, and I know that has a lot to do with your ordinance tonight, but uh, give some examples of the breakdown of communication between Alderman and the mayor's office. Well, this one, for this one, you know, a number of aldermen, including myself, we've been asking for information on this project for, for weeks, you know, ever since we saw the ordinance drop down for the release of $3 million, we, we, I I didn't know where it came from because I have not been on the loop in this um, because I, I've heard that, you know, possibly there was some action going on with this um, throughout really for about a, about a year. Um, and we've asked multiple times um, and we just didn't get any updates on it. Um, and it's usually customary, you know, for, you know, a project developer or anybody who's wanting to do, you know, project that involves tips to, to reach out to home alderman and or get some information from the mayor's office and you know so that the project you know people are comfortable with the voting on it and unfortunately it just didn't occur you know and and it, i don't know why so and then we were asking the information about the status of the tip we just want to make sure is there enough money in the downtown tip to cover a big project like this and then the other the other expenditures we got to go through and so when we were trying to get reports on just the fund balance of the TIF, we were getting it. Um, and then when we had to take the first vote on this ordinance about three or four weeks ago, we didn't get the developer's agreement until about an hour before city council meeting. And a lot of us are, you know, in our cars, you know, heading to city hall. We don't have time to look at our phones and to read a 20, 30, 40 page redevelopment agreement. So it's just the increase of information would be more helpful for us to make proper decisions on these ordinances. Yeah, reading that that uh, over your phone while you're driving would probably cause you to run a red light, and that's another problem, you know, around town. So that's <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, but but I know that, you know, this breakdown of communication, though, I know you're bringing it up, but but certainly there have been other issues, too, in the past uh, four or five years with the mayor's office where aldermen have complained about a lack of, uh, um, not so much transparency, but communication between the mayor's office, you know, and that kind of gets to our next question here you know what kind of uh you know you know we're looking at this new uh doing doing away with the office of economic development and planning and you know kind of walk us through this and what kind of uh if any reductions in jobs would happen or what kind of restructuring will we see here yeah well let's first start off it's it's not a, a, a eliminating really the the department it's a transferring of a majority of the duties um because the the goal i wanted to to do was create a Position called the Economic Policy Advisor that would report to the entire city council, not just to one you know branch or one person. Um, and the Economic Policy Advisor, they would have a role of reviewing TIF projects, reviewing economic development projects, and review them and, and advise the city council on their status. You know the 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 funding that's being requested, the funding available, and it'd be an advisory, completely advisory position. It would have no administrative function. And then so part of that would be, you know, to also transfer a bulk of the duties of the Office of Planning and Economic Development. Uh, we'd transfer those to the uh, Office of Budget Management. And those duties and those staff, you know, those would be primarily involved with, like, uh, the federal grants that we have to get and administer or the, 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 the administrations of the TIFs that have to be done by the administrative branches. Um, and all those personnel would hopefully transfer over with those duties to the, the other department. Um, so the goal is not to have any, you know, staff reductions and, 
Uh, it's supposed to be a revenue-neutral proposal. We actually might save a little money with you know, the transfers and the consolidations. But the, the goal is not for anybody to lose their jobs or, or for um, or to take away any administrative function. Uh, what I'm trying to do is just purely create an advisory position to advise city council on economic and TIF projects that come before us. Hey, Andrew, what about the uh, issues that corporate council uh, brought up last week with the language of your ordinance? Has, has that been straightened out? Well, I'm working on it. Um, he did point out a court case, and we're reviewing the court case, and then I'm, all, I'm also reviewing some other court cases that uh, I think uh, uh, you know counter uh, what he brought up. But I think the, the, the biggest point of his um, analysis is you know you can't transfer um, power or authority from the executive branch to the legislative branch. I get that. That's not the intent. Um, the intent, and maybe because of the, the way the wording is of the ordinance, I might misunderstand it, but uh, we'll make that more clear, and we have to amend it. Uh, more than happy to do. But everything else, um, the Corporation Council has signed off as saying it's legal, su- legally sufficient that we could do. Um, and this one just needs to tweak it a little bit, and I'm more than happy to do it. Why do you think the mayor's giving pushback on this? Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he hasn't called me, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Anyway, Ward 5 uh, Alderman Andrew Proctor is with us on WMAY 92.7, and 9.70 a.m. Uh, Alderman, I know you're worried about the homeless concerns, and, and uh, you know, we, we had a little dust up there right at the edge of your ward at 11th and Madison, you know, in that tent city. Um, what what are you doing with to address the homeless concerns with the pandemic limiting capacity at shelters and, and winter closing in? You know, what's what's being done right now? What are you working on? Well, it's unfortunate that we we always seem to come to this position every time this year to try to scramble to figure this out. And you know, we thought we had it last year with you know the Center for Health and Housing that unfortunately you know got um, you know you know disposed of because we I feel you know, get that asked the mayor's office. But we we wanted to get that done because that was going to be the solution. You know, I think to help with trend, you know to get people in temporary shelter and then get them, you know, health care needs or social services, whatever, and then into permanent housing. So the, the goal, my goal is as alderman is I will, you know, support any policy or anything that we can do to make landlords more comfortable with joining a social service group to be able to provide housing uh, to homeless individuals uh, to help them get back on their feet. Because that's the, probably the biggest thing we need. We need to need more permanent housing. And so if there's any landlords out there that are interested in joining, you know, helping social service groups, you know, that offer, you know, that try to transition individuals into housing, they just need, they need more housing stock. We need more availability of housing stock because one of the key things about, you know, um, when you're trying to address homelessness and, and offer housing to a homeless individual, you don't just want to offer one place or a group place. You want to give them some options. And so, you know, give them some ownership in what they're picking to, you know, for their apartment or whatnot. And so some, we need some more variety and more diverse locations and say, this is our inventory. This is where we're going to go. So give them three or four options, you know, and let them pick. You know, I think that, that ownership, that sense of ownership, letting them pick that apartment, I think will go a long way. And then once they've got that, you know, I've, you know we got an update from social service groups last week that, you know, once they're in housing and they're getting support, usually after they get a job, usually they're, they're carrying on the rest of that lease. So it's we need more housing stock, or and landlords be more comfortable with providing this. 
Yeah, is that is that the is that the problem right now? The landlords aren't comfortable with providing that stock, or is it a situation where they are worried about getting compensated for the uh, rent? You know, because obviously you're talking about uh, maybe not Section Eight, but but some kind of federal assistance and housing for these people. It, it's both. You know, it's uh, you know there there are good landlords out there, good people that provide it, but we just need more. Uh, we need more variety of it, and you know, because so. So that when you're taking a homeless individual to to help them get an apartment, they're not just seeing one and then that's the one they got pick, you know, or one they got to go with, you know, give them some multiple so they you know multiple options so they can pick and feel like have that ownership in it. And then also, yeah, you have to make increase the comfort level of the landlord, you know, to make sure that, that they're going to get some, uh, you know, a rent that's close to market rate or market rate rent, and so that they can reinvest in their property and make sure that they're you know they can keep up their property because the last thing you want to do is, you know, have a land the rent to somebody who can't, you know, pay only half, and then they're not going to be able to, uh, you know, reinvest in the property and keep it up. So it, it's got to be a partnership with them. And uh, and I, I'm I'm hopeful that this consultant um, that the mayor brought in will bring forward some you know, concrete policies and stuff for us to vote on uh, to put those in action, because I think that's the biggest part is just try to increase housing stock, uh, variety of housing stock, and make landlords comfortable with, with providing that. Ward 5 Alderman Andrew Proctor is with us on WMAY. Uh, Alderman, let's talk a little bit about the workers who are returning to downtown. We saw the Talkology 101 is announced now. They're moving out, and we've we've lost a whole bunch of eateries and stuff. I mean, uh, what needs to be done business-wise to make the downtown more desired by shoppers? Well, you know, the, the, good, the great thing about downtown is it's very cyclical. You know, we have a lot of you know, new businesses that go in, and, and unfortunately a lot of you know, other businesses that kind of close and stuff, and uh, and a lot of those are because of family decisions. You know, when the feed store closed, it wasn't because of economical decisions, because, of the, you know, the family, the, it was retirement time, you know. And the, and the, Same with Augie's. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's just, it just family decisions. So the, the bulk of the closures I hear about are, are you know, usually about family stuff. Uh, but then we do get some relocations, you know, like Bailey and then a Talkology, um, and those are unfortunate, and they're just going where they think the demand, the greater demand is for them because, you know, I, I don't think the state workforce is, is 100% yet coming back to downtown and stuff. But even when they were here, that you know, it's it, they're not going out as much. Sure. So what we need to do, you know, to for downtown is to make it more attractive for businesses to locate. And I mean, not just, you know, appealing stuff. I mean, economically more attractive. And that means, like, reducing the cost to be there. Um, one of the ideas I wanted to present, and I presented a few years ago, and I just couldn't get anywhere with it, unfortunately, uh, because the utility was doing some, you know, restructuring stuff, um, is to create some sort of business district that incentivizes your electric rates. So it'll, it'll lower your electric rates for a set number of years if you if you move or locate into into that that business district. And this is a common practice in some other cities that have their own utility, and you can do like a fifty percent electric reduction for three years and then it phases up to 25 percent reduction and then after a couple of years that goes the full full rate but but anything we can do to lower the cost lower the cost of businesses to operate especially in downtown i think would go a long way and finally alderman real quickly i've only got about 30 seconds but uh, your ward ward five one of the lower ones as far as census participation how important is it to get people out to answer the census here very, very important because they you know headcount counts, and then because federal dollars and state dollars we get, sometimes it's based on population. So you know, with with Ward Five, it's you know, there's a lot of community needs and community you know public assistance out there that needs to be done. So and especially public transportation stuff. So get out there, get counted, and uh, 
you know, you know, represent Ward 5 good. Alderman, I could spend all morning with you, but we'll take the half hour. Thanks so much. We appreciate it, okay? All right, talk to you. Thank you. Appreciate it.